0: A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.
1: Farm goddess, agricultural princess, queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report
0: with Pam Yonke. Well, you can already feel the change in the air as far as our weather is concerned. Welcome to a Tuesday morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm Babe, Pam Yonke. Glad to be along with you. Yeah, I wish the sun was going to be along with us today, but it doesn't look like that's in our forecast. 70% chance of rain today. Maybe not necessarily heavy. But uh, we are going to give a little damper on the state. Cloudy skies will persist. 53 are expected high today. So basically, we're about as warm as we're going to get right now. Tomorrow, sunshine back in the forecast, 55. Thursday, partly sunny and 56. Friday, partly sunny and 59 degrees. We'll get back up into the 60s by the weekend. But again, the sun is not necessarily going to be the strongest part of the forecast. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has weather details. Don't forget, if you did pick up rainfall, I'm looking for your reports. You can use our talk text line. That's 877 877- 877 301-FARM, 877-301-3276.
2: It's inevitable. If you're involved with farming, there's always a risk for injury or worse. That's why the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance are teaming up to bring a video safety series through the month of October called Rooted in Farm Safety. Each week, a new video will be released focusing on how you can be safer on the farm. Be sure to visit midwestfarmreport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook for the full videos.
3: Growing up as a kid, so many years ago, we had pork chops, pork roasts, and ham. But the industry has come a long way. Bob Bosal here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And the industry and hog operations charity you found out are a whole lot different than they were when I was a
4: kid.
5: That's right, Bob. Pork producers across the nation are proud to be producing more pork than ever before with less inputs. Swine production uses 25% less water than 20 years ago. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. A.V. Roth, Wisconsin pork producer, shares more about what pork producers are working through and trends in the industry. But first, he talks about his farm development. Almost four years in the making, he now has all of the permits needed to expand his herd with a new facility. This new building would hold 5,000 sows, doubling his total herd. With this facility, it'll improve his operation, but it doesn't come easily. He shares more.
6: So things are going pretty good. Finally got a permit that had been a, almost four years in the making, got all the permits for the new facility about expanding. And things at home are going pretty well. Obviously, prices are up and having shipping issues and getting different things is always tough. And also, actually looking for a couple of people to work on the farm. First time in quite a long time where I've needed a couple of people. Had at least uh, two people apply and I'm looking for one more and maybe someone to do some trucking.
5: So you mentioned your new building. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and what that means for your operation?
6: The new building was would be a 5,000 style Farrow to lean. It would be here in Crawford County and it'd be more than doubling my total herd. It's a completely separate facility and separate barn and would go to different people. So we're just going through that. Probably we'll do a little dirt work yet this fall, mostly just to get some areas that need to be settled over the winter and then hoping to start construction next year.
5: How is inflation affecting your operation or plans for this?
6: So... That facility right there has more than added 20%, more than 20% onto it since we started. So just that alone is one heck of a number to swallow, let alone the more difficulties actually getting people to bid. I mean, we're having people bid on just the dirt work, and they're like, well, this is it. It'll be good for five days. Like, okay, same thing goes for building the facility. They will not send me out an actual, how much it would cost to build this until later on. As they say, it's only good for about 10 days, and you'd have to decide whether you want it built at this price or the price could change so it's been very interesting a different environment to deal with than any of the other times i've built any buildings or done any dirt work and the same thing goes for just the total input cost going on the facility i buy most of my corn i don't raise enough corn because we do corn and hay here for the cattle and the pigs and the price of that has been pretty high here for quite a while i did not think it was going to go up that high and stay there which is good for corn farmers which is great but just definitely had changed the bottom line in the facility that I have at home as well and making you think about the new facility and what it means to that.
5: What are other pork producers around the state telling you?
6: So other pork producers around the state talking to them, like normal, we're having trouble with labor, like everywhere. I've been extremely fortunate down here. I'm having a guy that's going to retire that's worked here for 38 years on the farm. So that's pretty nice. You don't see that as much. And the people I do have working here, are, they've worked for quite a while, so it's a very veteran crew. That's nice. But just it's the cost of the wages have been going up and I try keeping the guys up as much as as I can on wages. You know, I talk to them and see where they are. I, I always tell them it's not the best job, but it's definitely not the worst job. And you hear that around. I've talked to some of the packing plants and they're still sitting at that 70% build to capacity with workers. So uh, that really means they can't, some of that extra processing, like deboning hams. I know one that's sending them to Mexico, getting them to and then sending them back. Just a value added that they're not able to capture because of the workforce. And I know it's not just hog producers, I know it's straight across the line. So just interesting to see how that. That affects the same thing with prices and things like that. Hog prices are up, in which it needs to be, because of all the inputs are up. So at least there's that going for the farmers, which goes for across the board, milk, cattle.
5: During COVID, some hog farmers were having to just euthanize their animals due to meat markets being shut down. How are things now?
6: So I actually, on my farm, I sell lean pigs. So they go out about 15 pounds and go to someone else to market up to finishing. I can tell you about the sow market. They're really needing sows, and I actually just sent them out for almost the highest price of it. Ever gotten for a cold sow. So that is really nice. Same thing, I know that they are definitely short in places uh, across the country. That's why the hogs are getting bitted up a little bit. There is concern with the Smithfield plant closing in California and how that's going to change, all because they're worried about what Prop 12 meant to that plant and some other things. And as far as I know, they're going to lessen some of the sows they have there in um, out in Utah and places that went there. So I know there's a lack of labor. That plant's going to put some more pressure on hog prices. It may have already actually done that
5: with increasing your operation size that comes with some struggles and potential hit or feedback from the community how are you working to be environmentally friendly to have this bigger operation and still make sure your neighbors are happy
6: so i've had to deal with people that would be against this size farming i've done everything i could if you look at some of the environmental things that we need to do the amount of bookwork we got to keep every load every gallon that leaves my farm has to be tracked where it went what the weather was like who spread it? Time of year, field conditions. They have to know what the crop was on there. What was the last few years? What it's going to be this year? That's got to be rolled over to the following year. What the crop's going to be next year? Um, and then you take slope in there. The big thing when I want to talk about: cars. You got to stay away from your car features. So if there's sinkholes, I have to stay so far away from them. The DNR came and looked through everything that they had given them, and they actually sent a five-page or more response to everything that people were against out to everybody that registers here about the new facility. Same thing goes for streams. You know, I have to take in the soil type and the slope and the time of year. It all determines how many gallons, when I can put the gallons of manure on there to reuse to grow the next year's crop. Some places I can only put half of it on in the fall. The rest has to go on in the spring because of the soil type. Same thing goes with slope. You can only put so many gallons on per application to make sure it's not running off, to make sure it's staying there. I got to go and every time I apply manure, I got to have a printout saying how that it's not going to rain more than three-tenths of an inch in the next 24 hours. So I'm always looking at that, always aware what the rain is going to do. There's just a lot of things that go into it that people, I don't know if they understand how much goes into being able to spread. And then they you know they talk about the pit. The pit has so much rebar in it, it's unbelievable. They built it the same as they would build any kind of municipality structure and to be able to hold and withstand any kind of problems that would be there. One thing I really like about being a farming family around here is people I work with are my family and how much it really is appreciate in the community how much this is a farming community I know there's some that are vocal against it but there are vocal people out there for farming and then going through uh, for pork producers Wisconsin pork producers going through looking at budget stuff on the national level looking at the borders and trying to get workers in here on visas that would be year-round would be a great help I know I live in a dairy state and these visas half of them go to dairy farms uh, out of the 40,000 half go to dairy farms that's tough but here in Wisconsin I know that's greatly appreciated and I I actually know some people from not just mexico but other countries that would like to come here and work and trying to work through that program to see if that's something viable other issues is always trade one of the things that mpbc is pushing right now besides the trade with china but mpbc wants Kenya to eliminate tariffs and non-tariff barriers to u.s ports. now i know it's not a big market but just the things that mpbc is working on to not only have to rely on our big ones like canada or the biggest one is mexico right now they're buying the most dollar and the most product and then china and Japan are there, but we're trying to get these smaller markets around there so in case you lose a big one, you'd be able to get everything around. The next big thing that's uh, working with the national NPPC be protecting our borders. You know, we're trying to get more uh, Beagle Brigade out there because that's one of the best things to catch at the ports or at airports, catching people not even knowing they're bringing meat in. They're just, they don't know they can't. But if that meat would come in from even the Dominican Republic or, or Haiti, which now has ASF, and make it into our herd, we would lose 30% of our market immediately all exports would be shut down and so nbpc and wisconsin port have really pushed to try to beef up our security at the borders and i know Athens works really hard at doing it and we greatly appreciate everything that they're doing and we've tried getting them more dollars to help with that completely fund all the inspectors and probably the last thing that's the big one is prop 12 out of california what prop 12 is saying is that california gets to decide how i raise my animal what kind of pen they need to be in how many feet each animal needs in there, what they need to do when they go to feral, when I breed them, how long they can be in a breeding stall, which really, and even the head cap in California said all these rules will not help animal welfare one bit. That's going to the Supreme Court this fall. I think it's not only huge for pork producers, but it also hit California saying that you can tell the farmers or people how to do things in your state, but you cannot tell other people in other states how they need to raise things or build things so that they're able to sell it in your state. I think with that Commerce Clause, I think that's... The a big problem right now, so I'm hoping that this starts the wave that goes back to there's free trade among our states, period. There should not be one state telling another state this is how you have to raise something to be able to sell it here.
5: That was Wisconsin pork producer A.V. Roth. You can learn more about the work the National Pork Producers Council and Wisconsin Pork Producers are doing by going to nppc.org. From the southern end of the world's longest bar in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
7: Are you looking for something special? Something right for your needs? What about something with performance backed by unique germplasm? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil, your soil mate. With Agrigold, enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil, it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soil mate at ChooseAgrigold.com.
8: Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com.
7: Settlers Bank, timely decisions,
9: people you know. Member
8: FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
1: She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: All right, you rainfall reporters, did you get a couple drops overnight? Looking forward to more rain possibly today. That uh, talk text line is 877-301-FARM, 877 301 7, 6. Tumacher Ag Meteorologist joins us this morning. So Mark from New Glarus said he picked up two-tenths of an inch of rain overnight. Kirby by La Crescent, a uh, little bit better than a half an inch of rain. And Stan up in northeast Wisconsin in Brown County said he picked up about a half an inch of rain. What else do you got out there?
3: Well, I've got from the Lacrosse Airport now since this time yesterday, 95 hundredths of an inch. Hmm. Uh, we get to Reedsburg at three tenths of an inch. I've got Madison since yesterday at this time, nine hundredths of an inch. And Fond du Lac picked up a little overnight again, about eight hundredths of an inch. So the biggest was in the West, no doubt about that. And the front that brought some of that rain is still pushing east. In fact, there's a cool front lining up from all about northeast down towards south central Wisconsin this morning. And, of course, ahead of that front, there is still some rain. We see some of that off to the south. Uh, just into south-central Wisconsin, the far southeast, and up around the Door Peninsula, the far northeast parts of Wisconsin as as well. That cool front will slip east today. And as it passes on toward east-central and southeast Wisconsin this afternoon, that's a time I expect showers could uh, intensify a bit. How about that? Call it southeast wisconsin Sheboygan, down in the southeast corner of the state. There could be in the line for some heavier rainfall as we head through this afternoon and evening. Oh, maybe adding up somewhere near what we saw at the cross, you know, a half, three quarters of an inch, a little lighter rain elsewhere, but I do anticipate, especially in the eastern half of the state, this afternoon on toward evening, there could be another round of some rain. It has a lot to do, not just with the cool front, but a low pressure system that's going to strengthen a system down in the Mississippi Valley now that will strengthen and push across Illinois toward Indiana and lower Michigan. So as it just kind of skirts the southeast part of the state, could intensify some of that rain late today or on into the nighttime and after that we really focus more on the fact that cooler air has settled in we've seen some of that happen now with that cool front passing through eastern wisconsin this afternoon it will cool off more overnight and stay down around that normal or somewhat below normal level for Wednesday, Thursday, and moderate a bit back to normal or a bit above by Friday and into the weekend. I'll have more forecast details right after this.
8: My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. It seems like it never
10: fails. I get a customer turned online and their solar is producing. And sure enough, that next month I get a text or an email from that customer or they call into the office even, or even come in. They wanna show us their bill and say, look, zero dollars. It's always super
8: exciting to be able to be part of that and have that joy and excitement with a customer. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy.
1: As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McVin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bow Pillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry.
0: All righty, Stu, let's have the rest of those details on that forecast.
3: All right, let's talk about a fair amount of clouds clearing at La Crosse and even Moston, I think here a bit later today, but there's a slight shower chance at Moston late afternoon. Don't think that'll amount to much in eastern Wisconsin, a little more likelihood of showers this afternoon. Low 50s, maybe a 54 here or there. That might be about the best we can hope for. And the north winds will be around 5 to 15. Cloudy skies, showers in the east tonight as we get underway. Like I've said, that far southeast part of the state, a half to three-quarters of an inch, not nearly as much as you had further north and west. But we drop down to around 40 or so tonight. North winds 5 to 15. Sunny skies Wednesday very low 50s northwest winds 5 to 15 partly sunny thursday mid 50s 56 57 degrees in the west southeast winds develop at 5 to 10 upper 50s by friday pan back to that above normal but a little rain especially in the east as we head on toward late today or tonight that'll add up i think like milwaukee and north probably talking some pretty wet weather by early tomorrow
0: you know but at least it's rain and uh not something else that we've already oh, what we explained. saw
3: already last
0: week <laughs> yeah exactly i'm just uh you know like i said we don't need to turn what's been a pretty productive harvest into a nightmare just because of our weather conditions
3: right yeah on yeah, this rain especially in the east you know it's going to add a little more slop out in those fields but mm-hmm. beyond that it shouldn't really be an ending of anything so good we just have to wait it out all right buddy we'll catch up with you tomorrow you bet have a good day
0: Stumacher, ag meteorologist with the weather details you're looking for. And again, I remind you, uh, rainfall reporters, you go ahead, let me know what's going on in your neighborhood. The talk text line available to you whenever you get a chance. Toll free, call it or text it, 877 301 Farm. That's 877 301 3276. And remember, next week I'll be randomly pulling a winner from our October rainfall reporters for that uh, brand-new weather station provided by Rural Mutual Insurance. So if you could use that, why not uh, text me or send me your rainfall update today? John Heinberg coming up yet this morning.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Some people say that at Whiffle's Hybrids, we march to the beat of our own drum. But we don't mind that one bit. Because if staying independent and U.S. farm family owned and focusing on corn and corn alone makes us different than other seed corn companies, well, we just don't know any other way to march. So make your choice and plant your independence. Plant Whiffle's.
8: Sweeta Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore.
0: There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters.
8: It's one and done.
0: It is the last roof you'll ever need.
8: I'm Mike.
9: And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a sweeta metal roof.
8: S-W-I-T-A-Metal Roofing.com.
11: Metal
4: Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move.
8: Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving.
2: When it comes to jewelry appraisals,
11: get to know your Denny's jeweler. There's
3: a number of different reasons a person will do appraisals. We just say bring in everything. It's so fun because it's like when somebody brings that stuff in and they're all excited, then they start thinking about it and where it came from, which is priceless. I'm Pete Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers.
7: the same size, you do the same workout, yet her butt is high and tight, and let's face it, she's smoking hot. While you're just another sweaty Betty, what you don't know is while you're putting in extra time grunting it out at the gym, she is relaxing poolside, and why? Because she comes to Carbon World Health for FDA-approved M-Sculpt treatments. Her butt is a work of art because this technology is state-of-the-art, carbonworldhealth.com experienced electricians come join our team here's dan a commercial journeyman for ever ready electric
11: family company they take care of people they take care of their workers there's a lot of benefits to working for ever ready including the fact that when you work on your education they do reimburse you for that time they're very good about sick time and very good about family
7: competitive wages great atmosphere great benefits apply at everreadyelectric.net for all your electrical needs we are ever ready
8: the busy harvest season creates tremendous stress for farmers, workers, and families. This is John Shutsky, Farm Safety Specialist with the University of Wisconsin at Madison. Because of the heavy dependence on changing conditions, farming is recognized as one of the most stressful occupations in America. It's also one of the most dangerous. During the harvest rush, take time for yourself. You'll be better prepared to handle the crunch time stress if you fuel your body. Eat breakfast and strive for balance when you take those important breaks for lunch and dinner. While it's easy to feel rushed, get plenty of quality sleep. Take time for your family and your friends because one of the best ways to deal with the stress of farming is to talk openly with those who are closest to you. It's also smart to take a little bit of time every week, like on a Sunday afternoon, to think about and plan your week ahead. Write down the critical tasks and goals that you have and plan for the upcoming weather, family activities, and taking care of yourself.
7: Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors.
1: I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Econom Walk.
7: See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you.
1: Commercial or residential, the Wise have it. Log on to iNeedFlooringNow.com.
2: Your next job could be as close as seven miles south of Madison. Trucktee LLC in Oregon is growing and are now hiring in all areas, including builders, electricians, and electrical engineers, to name a few. You'll work at the same place every day. Schedules are flexible, pay scale is attractive, and receive a $2,500 sign on bonus. Plus, a huge advantage of being closer to work and saving on gas. Apply in person or online at T-R-A-C-H-T-E-U-S-A
10: dot com. The perceived easy part of the Packers schedule is over. Isn't that crazy to say? The perceived easy part of the Packers you schedule is You mean the the part where they went 0-3? That's the part where they played against... Uh, they did get a win against Bailey Zappi, but they had to hang on to do that one 27-24. Yeah, in overtime. They they squeaked, or I'm sorry, they lost and in London to Daniel Jones. Let's not forget that the Bailey Zappi game, the game in which they
11: won in overtime, Bailey Zappi was the third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Bailey Zappi had hardly taken any practice reps <laughs> leading up to that. Because remember, Mac Jones had just uh suffered that high ankle sprain, mm-hmm. and he was. He was evaluated up into the second string only because Brian Hoyer is that longtime veteran. But yeah, he it wasn't like they were coming up with a game plan for Bailey Zappi no. to be the starting quarterback. No. It was Brian Hoyer's game. He gets knocked out right away. Zappi is thrusted into that. So it's not like this was a yeah. guy that was preparing to play. He was right off the bench.
10: Yeah, and the Packers, by the way, needed a field goal as time expired in overtime to get the win over the third-string quarterback in Bailey Zappi. And then the Packers go to London, and they lose to Daniel Jones. Now, the Giants could be legit, uh, which is still weird for me to say, because the Giants have now moved to 6-1 and one on the year. Well, I but feel still, like, it's Daniel Jones.
11: I feel like there is a lot of, in, in all those games, like, okay, let's start with the Patriots game. Because I I would feel, I feel like we as Packer fans felt pretty good about this team when they figured out a way to go beat the Buccaneers in Tampa.
10: Yeah, and the Tampa sucks too. Yeah,
11: huh? now... Looking back Tampa's at it, at the bad. time, it was Tom Brady. It was that it was a good Tampa Bay Bucks defense. It was a team that was was another Super Bowl contender in the NFC, and you had to go to Florida. You knew that your offense wasn't wasn't really firing on all cylinders, but let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. You won that close game. The defense looked pretty good. Yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiving core was decimated, but you won. You felt pretty good about it on
10: the road. Well, you exercised the
11: demons and you were two and one. Yeah, you had lost to the Vikings, beat the Bears and then beat the Buccaneers. And I think most Packer fans would have said if you if you laid out that schedule for the first three weeks, two and one. I feel pretty decent about it. And you it. could se- you could easily see you could sleep that Green Bay Packers were not. They were not humming on all cylinders. No, but you were two and one.
10: Yeah. Now ways to win. Win and ugly.
11: Ever since the quote-unquote easy stretch came up, yeah, New England, you got to play against the third-string quarterback as you knocked out uh, Hoyer with a concussion right away. Again, you were lucky to win, yep. one by a field goal. Well, you're, here's your excuse. Well, you're playing Bill Belichick. It's arguably the best coach, and we know that Lafleur doesn't make adjustments very yeah. well. And Bill's going to muck it up, you know. And you didn't know exactly what you were playing against when Bailey Zappi was thrusted into the game.
10: Yeah, you know, excuses. Yeah,
11: oh, you, okay. you got the win. You got the win. Then you go over to London. All right, here is the excuses for the London game. What You've were they never done by? it before. What were they
10: favored by Se- was seven, seven and, and a half.
11: half? You've never done the London game before. Matt Lafleur's obviously never been over on a London trip, and all this. No, other. he had two
10: other previous times, not as a head coach though. Not as a head coach. You know that you, you know. For Brian Dable first year head coach. Standard some of those.
11: The, sucks. Some of the players were were gonna take it as almost like a, a field trip.
10: Yeah. Rodgers was out watching the USA women's national team lose to England's national team. Dan- and Daniel Jones ended up uh,
11: getting high ankle sprain. <laughs> he had, he had, no, he had a, he had a foot, ankle, injury, foot injury, but there. it wasn't as bad as it w- It was appearing to be. So blah, blah, blah. Maybe you, you didn't, whatever. There were excuses there. Yeah. Then you come home against the jets Oh, but we just played in London and oh, statistically, the teams that come back from London, they actually play worse the week after. Oh, you know, plus it. And by the know, way, we Zach, got Wilson. yeah. Zach Wilson's getting healthier each week after he had the lower body injuries to start the season. Robert Sala shuts down Matt LaFleur's offense every time they've played. His brother is the offensive coordinator. He knows all of his stuff. That's the excuse you laid an egg. There was no
10: excuse to lose to the Commanders. There's no excuse. No, the Commanders, <laughs> in this easy sk- stretch, I mean, we'll just sum it up really quickly. Bailey's happy third-string quarterback. You win by a field goal as time expires expression in overtime. Daniel Jones, who's like, got a foot injury, you're in London. You lose to the Giants, might be the real deal. Zach Wilson's coming back off of injury, his second game off of injury. Uh th- Zach Wilson didn't do anything special. Somewhat the Packers lose. And then Taylor Heineke, a career backup. Now, the dude can ball. We saw that. I mean, he started out terrible though, but you lost to him. You're losing to all backup quarterbacks or guys that are just not that good. It's and this was the easy part of the schedule.
1: You could go to Chicago to hear about the board of trade. But isn't it easier to listen to Pam Yonke? This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: You know what's really easy? Listening to John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, He's going to catch up with us in about 15, 20 minutes or so. Markets are dipping into the red ink this morning. We'll find out what John has to say about that. Stick around. Pam Yankee along with you. It looks like we're going to have partly cloudy skies for today. 53 are expected high, so not much warmer than it is right now. Tomorrow's sunshine and 55 and drier weather. Thursday, partly cloudy and 56. So today is the 25th day of October. On this day, back in 1909, Big explosion at Pabst Brewing in Milwaukee. A major boiler house exploded. They estimate the damage at that time in 1909, about $250,000. It was so severe it killed a worker and another was injured. Major explosion at Pabst Brewing on this day back in 1909. On this day back in 1983... The invasion of Grenada started. It began, United States moved in after a coup ended with the murder of Prime Minister Maurice Bishop. The invasion of Grenada, that war, if you will, it only lasted four days. And happy birthday to former Indiana coach Bob Knight. He is 82 years young today. And don't forget, uh, FFA on their way towards Indianapolis starting for some today with the convention beginning tomorrow. It is time to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group. S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Our friend Ashley Hewen along with us. Busy time for a lot of folks and that includes the staff of the Steffes Group. A couple of auctions that are coming up that should uh, catch some pretty decent attention. Let's go first to that dairy dispersal, Ashley, that's kind of been presented to buyers in several different parts.
12: Yeah, you know, we've talked about the cattle on there and everything, but there's a lot of nice equipment coming up, and that's going to be on November 29th. A lot of uh, chopping equipment. Uh, There's a a John Deere 650 dozer on there, a couple excavators. Of course, uh, the class forage harvester. There's just a lot of good equipment to look at that. Um, But prior to that, coming up even shorter here on the 10th of November in St. Croix Falls, uh, EJM Pipe Services has a construction action coming up. A lot of good quad-axle trucks on there, uh, just, just a ton of stuff to take a look at, gensets, air compressors, all the stuff you'd want on the construction site or even on your farms. For that matter.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Somebody's slobbering out there at the thought of uh, adding a few more pieces to their uh, machine shed shop because I mean, this is the time of the year where if anything breaks down or needs immediate repair, uh, if you don't have it ready to go, you start searching for those answers.
12: Yeah, it really is. And, and, you know, guys are kind of seeing the end of the harvest season here in sight, which is good. Um, You know, it's been good weather so far. So people have been running real hard. And and now we're starting to get the calls to come in and, and saying, hey, what do you got coming up, and this kind of thing. But obviously the website's the place to go.
0: Right. And that's one thing that I kind of want to remind folks, Ashley, you know as well as I do, as quick as the harvest is concluded, we start looking at those end-of-the-year purchases that we want to try to uh, pull off for tax reasons. Uh, how do you, what kind of strategy do you suggest that people use when it comes to finding the specific type of equipment they're looking for and kind of keeping an eye on it uh, no matter where it's coming from?
12: Yeah, you know, a lot of people, you know, some some are brand-specific, some want this exact model, and, and that works really good on our website, doing the keyword search and all that. And some guys just say, hey, I just need a smaller dozer. What do you have coming up? I just have an excavator that I need to replace. What does that look like? And, of course, you can search by categories on our website, too, so take a look at that. But, you know, just call the rep and say, hey, look out uh, for this type of equipment for me. Let me know what you got. We do that on a daily basis. We want to take the time to help everybody
0: else. Yeah, right. And again, remember that toll free number if you want to call and talk to anybody at the Stephens Group, whether it's uh, who you're, what you're looking for as far as the next piece of equipment, or whether you're considering an auction yourself. 800-726-8609. 800-726-8609. Probably by the next time I talk to you, Ashley, we will have a. Majority of the crop already put to bed. So we'll kind of keep an eye on those two uh, upcoming auctions, the equipment auction up in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, and then, of course, the final leg of that uh, dairy dispersal coming up in southern Wisconsin a little bit on the 29th. So everybody go to steffesgroup.com and follow along. S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Ashley Hewen along with us.
6: Your soil is your farm's greatest asset.
1: Every season is an opportunity for both short-term profit and long-term improvement. The Midwestern
6: BioAg way optimizes yields, soil fertility, and sustainability, nurturing your greatest asset. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern
2: BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg, better farming through better soil. It's inevitable. If you're involved with farming, there's always a risk for injury or worse. That's why the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance are teaming up to bring a video safety series through the month of October called Rooted in Farm Safety. Each week, a new video will be released focusing on how you can be safer on the farm. Be sure to visit MidwestFarmReport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook for the full videos.
0: Wisconsin farmers have been using the warmer, drier weather to advance the harvest, according to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service as of Sunday. 96% of our corn was considered fully mature. We've harvested 22% of our corn crop for grain, and the corn silage is basically done, 94% complete. 76% of our soybeans have been harvested across the state. 95% of our potatoes have already been dug, and 43% of our fall tillage is complete. Winter wheat, 91% of that's already in the ground, and of the winter wheat that's planted, 67% has already emerged. Harvest season is not the time when you want to be slowed down, missing a part, or slowed down by a flat tire. What about a flat tire and you can't find a replacement? Believe it or not, it is possible. Kevin Rowling is the chief technical officer for the Tire Industry Association. And he says when it comes to agricultural tires and even consumer tires, they're still facing supply chain shortages.
2: There are supply issues that they may have in certain tires, certain sizes, on certain pieces of equipment. Thinking that, oh, I'll just wait a couple of months to buy those tires, you know, you may be waiting longer than that. Because right now there are supply issues up and down, you know, the supply chain in in the tire industry. And and farm and ag tires are no different. So for those that are considering putting tires on equipment, the call probably needs to be made now to see if you can even get something. Because I know that we've got supply chain issues up and down. Uh, across all passenger, light truck, medium truck, earth mover, OTR, farm. It's pretty much everything is, is strained right now.
0: Kevin Rowling, he is the chief technical officer for the Tire Industry Association. So, bottom line whether it's a, a tire for your farm or whether it's winter tires to keep you traveling to work, better inquire about availability sooner as opposed to later. Markets this morning in overnight electronic trade are a little mixed. December corn right now is unchanged at 681. November soybeans are up three at thirteen seventy-five. December wheat down three and a half at eight thirty-five. Dow Jones industrial average also down about 40 points right now. Yesterday in Chicago barrel cheese dropped three cents to two hundred six. Forty-pound block cheese gained a quarter of a cent at two zero six, while double-A butter was down a penny at three nineteen a pound. Right now, we've got November milk up three cents on the close, 21.17 17 100 weight. December milk closed a penny stronger at 19.52 52 100 weight. What's going on with our markets? We are catching up with our man, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. He's our live guest next.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
7: Are you looking for something special, something right for your needs? What about something with performance, backed by unique germplasm? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soil mate with Agrigold. Enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil, it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soilmate at chooseagrigold.com.
4: Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one.
1: William Thomas
13: Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler.
4: you would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere Much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do. So you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with the truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead. Ahead, shop around and compare that final cost if the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe jacking up the price on their chevy trucks stop by bergstrom chevrolet where you never get charged over msrp
1: From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All
0: righty, time to catch up with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Lots of different subjects that we can pivot to. John, I want to start in an area that a lot of people overlook. What's happening with the cattle market? Are we still uh, seeing, uh, obviously, everybody's been concerned about demand and available animals. What's happening this morning with our cattle complex?
13: Well, the cattle market's been on a heck of a run the last handful of days here. We finally got a situation where the fundamentals, the technical picture, and the money flow are all kind of lining up right now. And we've seen the front end cattle here in terms of the cash market as well as what we're seeing in the futures market put in a nice move. Uh, the December contract, February contracts here, new contract highs again yesterday. December has rallied $7 here now in the last handful of days on the board. And that's reflective of what's going on on the outside of this market. First off, the cash market continues to be extremely strong you know, nationally here because of the demand for beef has continued to stay very, very robust regarding the recession concerns. Uh, you're looking at choice carcass values continue to climb. Packers are looking for high-quality beef at this time frame, either to meet the domestic market as well as the export market. And with that, with that tight supply picture that's out there, prices are definitely trending the right way, at least going into the end of the
0: year here. That is kind of a note we want to pay attention to during World Dairy Expo. A lot of conversation about the market's demand for dairy beef cross. This is, I mean, this is a perfect time to start feeding into that market.
13: And very much so. I mean, the cattle numbers are not there and that's, there's no other way to put it mildly compared to where we were just a handful of years ago. Obviously the weather conditions in the Western Plains and the drought and the, you know, the cattle slaughter pays for cows continues to run strong. I mean, we're at a record level above last year's record level. It's almost to the point it makes you curious where we're we going to be in cattle supplies by the end of next year. So the demand for beef and beef replacements and the animals in the feedlot is extremely high. And while we still got those weather conditions being a struggle and, and input costs being high, there's no expansion coming, at least in the short term, and that's going to continue to keep these cattle numbers tight. I know I've seen some traders make the side comment that we might not have enough cattle for a five-day kill week next year by this time, so we'll have to see how that all comes together. Throw in there again good export demand for U.S. beef running well above last year's level as the world's got a taste for U.S. beef at this time frame, and then the domestic consumer, everybody was concerned with fall off with the recession chatter, just hasn't happen and that's allowing the packers to keep bidding up looking for this higher quality beef
0: interesting interesting glad the demand is still there let's talk a little bit about what's going on uh, with our harvest Uh, we got the latest crop progress report as far as the harvest advancing and uh, whenever we start talking about the harvest we also have to talk about transportation what do you got john
13: Yeah, the river conditions continue to be a major focus of the marketplace and what's going on there. Obviously, the barge traffic going through the south uh, down into the Gulf has picked up in terms of some of its pace. You know, so that's something that we need to keep an eye on and how that goes. Right now, I'm hearing in some regions it's a one-way situation. In other words, barges go down in the morning with grains and then come back with supplies in the evening. You know, again, that's obviously not very efficient and they're still not carrying full loads. But we are seeing some of the things in the cash market move around a little bit now. Know, bean harvest got at the 80% done with yesterday's uh, progress numbers. Corn is still obviously lagging a little bit at 61%, but still well ahead of pace, again, because of the dryness in the west and the quickness speed that they're getting that crop off. So we're getting to that window now. Maybe, you know, We've seen some of these bushels move, and actually yesterday's export inspections number for beans was one of the fourth best in all time in, uh, for one week getting these beans out. So some, of the, some bushels are getting to the right places, let's at least put it that way. And we're starting to see that maybe a little bit in the cash market as some of the basis levels are starting to turn around for the producers a little bit out there as now we're starting to realize, that I maybe mean, the supplies is not there. Well,
0: but- you know what? I'm, it starts making me wonder how long demand is going to hold. We have got, I've, I get uh, a little concerned about what's coming out of South America, potentially
13: very much so you know the biggest thing for our grains this this year maybe the domestic demand more than the international i mean obviously we need the exports for beans and the competition against that brazilian market is just going to be very difficult if that crop comes together like they're putting it, putting it together right now but if you start looking at the corn market you look at the national corn basis it's actually turned a little bit positive that's rare for this time of year with harvest only 60% done that we're actually seeing the the cash market tighten and that's a reflection of the west versus the east and realistically This year, it might be more of a how can we get bushels from the eastern side of the corn belt to the western side, where I'm hearing talk that producers or livestock producers are paying the 80 to 90 cents over the market, just trying to find feed supplies.
0: Wow. Huh. Well, on that note, let's talk dairy then. Uh, For the past couple of weeks, we've been a little concerned about the inversion between barrel and block cheese. Yesterday, after the adjustments, we're back to even on both. Now, that's not necessarily healthy for a lot of our Wisconsin cheese cooperatives, but uh, it it does sound like the market has finally corrected back.
13: Yeah, it has. It took a little while there. We had that big split between blocks and barrels. I mean, it was running you know, fairly wide here just a handful of weeks ago, and that barrel price came down very quickly. Now, again, that's one of those things that we kind of watch. Which way does it move? If barrels start moving, that usually keeps the market supported because that block price is there. And again, the dairy market overall really hasn't gone anywhere now since uh, basically the middle of the summer, if not if not even the end of the spring time frame, as we're just working in a sideways fashion. It's a big range when you look at it, 22 on the top top 20 on the bottom. Uh, so now we'll see where we go. Now, it looks like the demand side is still picking up fairly nicely. Cheese demand has been really, really good. We're getting close to that holiday window. We're starting to see those orders come in. I know there's some talk that cheese uh, cheese producers are having a hard time catching up to some of these orders that are out there. So again, I think this market's going to stay fairly supported, you know, but again, range bound. So producers need to take advantage of the top of that range when we get into that 22 window.
0: Yeah, well, you know, dairy margin coverage is open again, too. And it was a tool that we didn't even think we'd have to worry about. And now all of a sudden, like you said, as we enter into 2023, uh, risk management is definitely going to be critical.
13: Very much so. Again, price flexibility still got to be the key for all the producers, regardless of what crop or what product we're producing here, because there's so much volatility in this market. You just don't want to lock yourself in and watch things take off to the upside, but you got to make sure you're taking care of the value and put floors underneath this thing somehow.
0: Before I let you go, what's happening with the energy complex this morning? That's another one that just seems to be getting whipsawed from one side to the other.
13: Yeah, that's a headline-driven market. We're a little softer on the crude oil market again this morning. Worried about the demand side, even though the supplies aren't there. Really focusing on diesel. It could be an area that's going to be a concern for producers as, as national supplies are
0: extremely
13: tight.
12: Mm.
0: John, how can they get a hold of you if they want to follow up on some of these conversation tidbits?
13: Sure. Love to chat with them anytime. Give me a call, 800-334-9779, or shoot me an email at johnhtotalfarmmarketing.com, and that website again, totalfarmmarketing.com.
0: Excellent, buddy. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, John.
13: Sounds good. Have a great week.
0: All right, John Heinberg, joining us live this morning from West Bend. Again, like you said, lots of different moving parts that we have to keep in mind, from cattle to what's going on with transportation of the crop that you're bringing in, and then, of course, always keeping an eye on dairy, especially here in Wisconsin, where we're so dependent on what's going on with that barrel and block cheese price. You know, in fact, tomorrow, I think we're going to be talking more about that with Dr. Mark Stevenson from the Center for Dairy Profitability. Mark's getting ready to retire, actually, as one of our best dairy economists. But he has been keeping an eye on that barrel and block. What did he call it? A V-inversion. Basically, uh Got things turned upside down, and that impacts our dairy cooperatives in Wisconsin, especially those cheesemakers, and that in turn impacts our producers' uh, bottom line and their milk check. We'll talk with Mark Stevenson coming your way tomorrow. As always, pop over to MidwestFarmReport.com. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, and feel free. The talk text line, 877-301-FARM.